You are listening to the Purpose Church High School Ministry Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've heard them all, God has something to say to you. Our vision is to see every student everywhere following Jesus, and we hope this message helps you take your next step in your faith. To learn more about our high school ministry, visit our website, purposechurch.com HSM, and check us out on Instagram at purposehsm. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So, you may have, you may have read in the text app that we are taking, if you get those messages, that we're taking a break from our Heaven series tonight. And um, some of you may be wondering why we're doing that. And I want to be honest with you, the reason we're doing that is because I didn't have any time to prepare this week. And the reason I didn't have any time to prepare this week is because it has been one of the craziest, most painful, challenging 24 hours that I've ever been through. Um, there's so much good and awesome things going on in my life. My wife is going to give birth soon to baby number four, like help, you know, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, and that's awesome. And, and our family's doing really well. But, um, but last night until about 1.30 in the morning, I was in the hospital with a person who was ready to take their life, was ready to commit suicide. And we were talking to this person and trying to encourage and speak life into this person. And while I was there at about 11.30, I got a phone call from uh, a mentor of mine in San Diego at a church that I had served at, um, two churches before coming here. And he called me and he said, Eric, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but Justin died. And Justin was my best friend, one of my best friends from junior high and high school and in college. It was Justin who, a while ago, like when I was first starting out in ministry, he had a vision of me doing ministry with a bunch of students from all kinds of different backgrounds, different races, different ethnicities, different cultures. And he said in this vision, he saw me surrounded by a bunch of students in a basketball court. And when I drove here five years ago to interview at this church, I remember seeing the basketball courts and going, that's interesting. And I think about what I get to experience every single week is getting to do ministry with the world's coolest, best students and leaders that are ethnically diverse, that are racially diverse, that are culturally diverse. And we have those basketball courts out there. And this guy, Justin, was a really important person in my life. And he was walking with his wife and had a heart attack and died. And he's 31 years old like I am. This morning, I woke up to kind of pick up the pieces about that and pick up the pieces with this person that I was working with and talking with who was contemplating suicide. And, um, and I got a call about an extended family member in our lives who their world is just falling apart, that because of depression and anxiety and panic attacks, that it's caving in and, and, and things are getting really heavy for them. And so honestly, I haven't slept much. I haven't had a lot of time to prepare a sermon, and yet I felt like what God wanted me to do was use this time really briefly. We're going to head into small groups. You're going to have more time than you've ever had before, and we're going to talk about real stuff. You know, I've said this to a few of our leaders, but there is something special about this class of students. I've watched a lot of classes come through, and there is something special about these four classes right now. I don't know what it is. I just sense it. I just sense that there's something different. 
And I don't know exactly what God has in store for us this year, but I think it's going to be huge. But I think the enemy as well has something huge for us. And I think the enemy's desire for you and I's lives is that we would be superficial. That we would walk into this place and we would have surface level relationships with people. That we wouldn't let anybody in. That we would keep everybody at arm's length. That we would pretend everything in our life is okay. And if you want to come face to face with Jesus, you've got to come face to face with your brokenness first. You've got to be honest about what's going on in your life. And I wonder how many of you walked in this room with a lot of weight on your shoulders like I walked into this room. And I wonder if this is a safe place for us to be real. I wonder if this is a safe place for us to talk. Jesus talks about how if we love one another the way he's loved us, the whole world will know that there is a God. The whole world will know that there's something supernatural about Jesus, that he was really the God of the universe if we love one another well. And you know what's going to make this community blow up and double and triple and quadruple in size? It won't be having lots of flashy things. It won't be playing tons of crazy games. Do you know what it'll be? It'll be that this place becomes known as the safest place to talk about anything. That this place becomes a place where Jesus is the very center, and so we can talk about our hurts and our habits and our hangups. We can talk about our brokenness. And not only can we talk about it, but people will meet us where we're at, and they will love us, and they will point us to Jesus, and they will encourage us along the way. Our staff took lunch over to Inland Hills Church. Their pastor committed suicide a few weeks ago with all the suicides that have been happening in Rancho Cucamonga and around us. I've really been asking the question, what do we do? Like, how do we face tragedy and pain when it's right in front of our face? What do we do? And sometimes as Christians, we're tempted to give stupid, cliche answers like, God needed another angel. No, God didn't need another angel. Or we try to wrap it up and say, you'll get over this. It's going to be okay. And the reality is, if you're in this room and you've suffered and you've struggled and you've wrestled and you've lost someone and you've been at your wit's end and you've seen someone who's getting ready to take their life, you realize those simple, churchy, surface-level answers don't work. But there's a lot of incredible females in the Bible, like heroes of the faith. And one of them is this woman named Ruth. And Ruth has a mother-in-law. Her name is Naomi. And for Ruth and Naomi, life is just amazing. It's incredible for them. Until one day, tragedy hits. And I wonder if for some of you, tragedy has hit recently. Tragedy hits for them, and all of a sudden, Naomi, the mother-in-law, loses her husband. She loses her son. She loses her family. Ruth, the daughter-in-law, loses her husband, loses her father-in-law, and immediately these women are terrified because the only way they are going to survive in their culture in that day is if a man would protect them and take care of them. So imagine the anxiety that begins to set in as these women are literally thinking about who is going to provide for us, who's going to watch out for us, who's going to take care of us. 
I mean, talk about panic attacks. They're feeling it like crazy. But then there's this one line where Naomi, the mother-in-law, she's just done. She doesn't know what else to say. She's going, she's questioning God. She's hurting. And I wonder if some of you are there right now. You're just hurting and, and you don't know the right words and you're angry with God or you're struggling or you're coping or you're justifying your sin because of the things that you're doing. I don't know where you're exactly at, but you're like Naomi. You're hurting. And Ruth has an opportunity to speak up. And what I love about what Ruth says is she doesn't give a Christianese answer. She doesn't say some like hallmark cheesy comment to try to pretend that this isn't devastating. This is what Ruth says to Naomi. Ruth says this. Naomi, don't urge me to leave you or to turn my back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. I mean, this is, this is a perfect script for when somebody is struggling. What Ruth says to her is, she says, Naomi, I'm in it with you. I'm with you right now. You are not alone. Wherever you go, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to point you back to God, but I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to say, man, get your act together, clean yourself up. And when you get things fixed up, and once you look all pretty and nice and neat and clean again, come and talk to me. Ruth says, I'm in it with you. And so students, here's my short challenge as you break into small groups. There's some of you tonight who, like Naomi, need to open up and share. There's something going on within you know it's hurting you. You know it's destroying you. You know it's poisoning you. And I want to challenge you to be like Naomi, and I want you to share. There's others of you tonight who you'll be in a small group, and you're going to hear somebody share something really painful. And I want to challenge you to be like Ruth. I want to challenge you to say, hey, thanks for sharing. I'm in it with you. Thanks for opening up. I'm not going anywhere. I wonder if tonight God wants to tighten up your small group in a way like he's never done before. And it's going to take courage. It's going to require you to open up and share in ways that you haven't before. And I understand that that's scary. But I'm terrified that we will have superficial small groups that never talk about real stuff going on in our lives. And thus we miss out on God transforming us. Because you see students tonight, if you begin to open up and share, and if you hear others around you say, can we pray for you? I need you to know I'm with you right now. Like I'm not going anywhere. That kind of community is the kind of community where Jesus is at the very center and he will work powerfully. So tonight we get to decide as a community what we're going to be, who we're going to be. And sometimes it takes tough stuff like this to shake us up so that we can be who God has called us to be. So I want to pray for us, and then here's what I want us to do. We're going to head to our small groups in a discipline of silence. 
And what that means is not talking to anyone around you. We're going to head straight to your small groups. If you're new tonight and you didn't come with somebody, um, we have a small group for you. We're going to plug you in with your grade and your gender. Come and talk to me, and I will lead you to those groups. But if you came with a friend, go where your friend goes. And as I pray, I want you to leave all of us in a discipline of silence, not talking to anyone around us, heading straight to your small groups. And I want to challenge you tonight. Be bold. Be bold. Share what's going on. And when someone in your group has the courage to share, you surround them and you pray for them and you love them and you tell them, I'm in it with you. That's the kind of community that God will do miracles in. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would exemplify the Naomi and Ruth kind of relationship. That all of us at some time or another will find ourselves feeling like Naomi felt. Questioning, struggling, hurting, angry, confused. And we need a community like Ruth who says, where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Your people are my people. Your God is my God. I'm with you. I'm in it with you. So God, tonight as we break into small groups and as we share, I pray that we would feel your love through the people in our group, that we would know that you are with us. God, would you work powerfully tonight? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Go ahead and break into your small groups.